Welcome to the root of all success with the real Jason Duncan, a podcast that explores how the world's most powerful entrepreneurs unlocked success and how their stories can help you do the same. A successful educator turned entrepreneur, Jason has built multi-million dollar businesses that have been featured in Inc. Magazine and Entrepreneur Magazine. His life's mission now is helping entrepreneurs live what he calls hashtag the exit lifestyle. Introducing TEDx speaker, mastermind leader, author, entrepreneur, cigar aficionado, motorcycle enthusiast, and host of the root of all success, the real Jason Duncan. The real Jason Duncan. Welcome back to the show. I am the real Jason Duncan. I got a great guest for you today. His name is Mario Lanzarotti. And he has, uh, by the time this airs, I'm sure a million views on his TED Talk on YouTube, which you can go look up. You can find him at MarioLanzarotti.com and then see his TED Talk. He and I shared the TED stage last year and uh, had a great time. And we had we had known each other prior to that, but we didn't we had never met in person. But this guy's an impressive individual. He had one of the um, most amazing TED Talks you're going to hear us talking about his story, which we're going to talk about today on the show, about how he wanted to be a pilot and things changed for him. Uh, He moved through suicide, you know, you know, the contemplating suicide to deciding to move to New York. And because he's from he's from Germany, now lives in South Africa. Uh, half Italian, half German. So it's got a really interesting backstory, but he's a high performance coach. As I said, a TEDx speaker, he's a conscious leader and he's focused on helping entrepreneurs make more money in half the time through building an unstoppable mindset. And really that's what you're going to see in the show today. We're going to talk about mindset. We're going to talk about how his mindset allowed him to have a definite chief aim in life and how that definite chief aim in life helped him push through some of the very difficult times and some good times. We're also going to have a little bit of a conversation about how he um, exited his company in kind of a lackluster way. And uh, he could have lived the exit lifestyle, the way I teach all the time, had he done things a little bit different. That's kind of a little sidebar that you'll hear about in the show today. But he works with CEOs. He works with all different types of people in entrepreneurship to Olympians, uh, mission-driven entrepreneurs. And he helps them uh, as high achievers all across the world, gain mental clarity on their goals, mental clarity uh, to to focus on what is necessary to achieve what would normally take years in six months or less. And so today he travels the world. He's on a mission to raise consciousness of humanity through his master classes on conscious leadership and next level mindsets. Uh, I'm very pleased to welcome Mario Lanzarotti to the root of all success. Mario, welcome to the show, my man. Jason, I'm pumped. Thank you for having me here today. Well, you know, what's uh, I don't often have a ton of people on the show that I know uh, outside the show, from outside the show. Now, occasionally I have somebody I know professionally or um, like I've got my next my next guest is coming on. He's actually a client of mine and I don't normally have clients on. So so but today I'm having you on and, and we actually know each other. We've spent a little bit of time together. You and I shared the TEDx stage back in April of 2022 together. And your life has uh, gotten gotten even better since that, not because you met me, but because of what happened at the at the TEDx event. So your your video, 
your TEDx talk is uh, almost hit a million views. That's uh, that's that's amazing. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I think, you know, meeting you was definitely a blessing. It was definitely a part of that wonderful journey that I had there with TEDx. And it was completely unexpected, you know, like I still remember the moment where the TEDx speech was over and I stepped off the stage and I felt like I just came out of a trance. I, I, I wasn't really there. And then I was just looking at my fiance and she had tears in her eyes. She said, oh my God, it was so good. And I'm like, I don't think so, you know. And then everybody was like, and you came to me, it's like, dude, you crushed it. And I'm like, really? Is he just saying that because he wants to be nice? And people kept saying that. And I'm like, I don't know about that. And so then later on, I started when the TEDx was released, I was like, holy cow, what's happening here? This is this is crazy. And so all over the world, people reached out to me. Wow, thank you. You made such a difference. Because of you, I took the leap. I quit the job. I started the business. I, I asked the, the person out, you know, so many things. I'm like, this is incredible. Such an impact. So for me, just the kind of impact that it made with people was the best thing ever. And of course, on a business level, I got clients, I got speaking invitations, you know, like other podcast features and the weight that it carries. People now look at me in a different way. I'm like, dude, I'm still the same guy. You know, I'm not special in any way, but people are like, oh my God, you did this TEDx talk and it's almost at a million views. Wow. And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, it was nice, but it doesn't really feel different. I stepped, I remember this. I remember this moment where I'm like, Hmm. That was it. I expected to feel like on top of the mountain. I was like, now I'm going to feel like I, 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 I've made it. And I was like, oh, done. Okay, moving on. I was like, hmm, interesting. So it was a, a phenomenal experience altogether. Well, I, I, you and I had a similar experience of what it was like finishing the talk because there's so much buildup to do a TED talk, getting, wow. you know, getting your mind wrapped around the fact that you're going to be on a stage, even though the stage wasn't in front of a lot of people that day, you know, a stage that is a worldwide stage with millions of people potentially watching this. Um, you, you build up in your mind what it's like, and then you're there and you do it and you get done. It's like, I, I was the same way. Like, this is it. Like that was. <laughs> now, and I was the second speaker, which I really, really liked going second because then I was I could stress free, listen to all the talks the rest of the day. But I can say this. You killed it. Like of that day, definitely, definitely one of the top talks of the day. And as it turns out, I, I can't imagine anybody had more views from that event than you. I think you're yeah. leading the pack by several hundred thousand, uh, yeah. several hundred thousand views. So. I'm curious, how did you how did you manage to get that many views? Not not to say that your talk wasn't worth it, but like, how did mm. you get that many views out of, the, out of the talk? Yeah, that's a great question. And I was asked this question by a lot of people. And in the beginning, I was like, I don't know, I, I, I didn't really do anything special. I mean, I didn't hire an agency. There was no paid ads. I didn't really go in with like an actual strategy of saying, okay, as soon as it launches, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. All I did genuinely is I reached out to people in my network and, you know, posted on all my social media and said, Hey, please reshare, please like, comment, all of that stuff. But I didn't like make a list of a hundred people, which in hindsight now I probably would do. I'd say, Hey, with the moment it launches, can you please share it on your social media? It would have probably grown even further than that. But what I recognized, and I was talking about this with another Bellwether member, uh, with Dan Young, and he, he asked me, he, he asked, he had, he, he interviewed me and he's like, you know, what did you do? And so I told him and I said, ah, oh, I know your strategy. I said, what does it tell me? And he's like, your strategy is kindness. And I'm like, uh, what? 
what do you mean? And I said, well, you must have made a lot of impact in a lot of people's lives because so many people willingly, without you even going there, shared your talk. And I reflected on that. And I was like, that's actually true. Because one of my core intentions whenever I meet anybody is I want to help you in some shape or form make your life better. And usually I do it because of the, the, the what I bring forward are inner shifts, a mindset shift. So it doesn't matter whether you are a billionaire or whether you're a guy living on the street, anybody spending time with me can benefit from spending time with me because of the tools that I offer. And so I just willingly share them all the time. And he's like, dude, your strategy has been kindness. It's, it's the law. It's the law of the lever. It's the leverage that you have with people. And I was like, Oh, that makes so much sense. So I would say that was my secret strategy to blowing this thing up. Do you uh, do you have plans to do another TED Talk or have you been invited again? I mean, what what's the future hold for you? So great question. I asked myself that as well. And I was invited again to do another one. And the first the first thought that came up was like, oh, no, because <laughs> it took a lot of effort and time and energy to, to prepare myself because I was I was on this thing. I prepared myself like I was going to the Olympics because like this is a once in a lifetime thing. I'm not going to mess it up. And to give you an answer, yes, I want to do another one. And my my ultimate goal with TEDx is to be on a TED stage. So at some point in my life, I, I'm going to be on a TED stage. And that's where I really want to end up. But I'm open to doing more TEDx in the future. Not this year, maybe the next year or the year after that, for sure. Do you tell people the difference between TEDx and TED? So TED is the, the, the mother brand, if you like to call it. And TEDx are individually hosted events sort of like a, almost like a franchise where you can apply to become a, a TEDx facilitator a host and then you can host these events anywhere in the world and there's no from what I understand specific schedule like a, a time schedule whereas the TED events they happen at specific times throughout the year in specific locations so there's only a handful and as you said when we gave the TEDx talk I think there was like 60, 70 people in the audience at a at, at certain point. TED events apparently have tens of thousands of people in the audience. So I'm thinking, I mean, if there's like a couple of 10,000 people in front of me, that's a whole different ball game. So that I find is the difference. And there's also a weight, of course, to it. If you're apparently, if you're a TED speaker, if you get that, if you knock that out of the park, then you're good. You're, you're what they say, a made man or a made woman. So how did you how did you get your start as an entrepreneur? Because my show is about interviewing entrepreneurs mostly about how they became successful. You've become successful yeah. as a TEDx speaker. But uh, how did you get your start as an entrepreneur? Yeah, great question. So I started, let me go a little bit back. So I, I grew up in Germany. I'm half German, half Italian. And I went down the corporate path in Germany because I was taught, taught that, you know, get a, get a safe job, get a job that has a high status in Germany is very important. So lawyer, doctor, uh, work for like insurance, banking, or in my case, what I found is become a pilot. And I went after the pilot career in Germany for Lufthansa and I was admitted to the flight training school, which was incredibly difficult to just get into, uh, to have a 97% failure rate and there's thousands of applicants every year. And I made it. And the moment I remember, so the moment I stepped into the school, I had this incredible 
feeling in my gut that says, that said, turn around and run. And I was like, no, because I, I, I went in, I was like, oh, damn, this is real. This is actually your life now. And I went through a period of recognizing that I had been living the should life. I'd been living according to an expectation that I thought this is how you're going to live a successful life. And, you know, through that, I became severely depressed, close to suicide, chronic back pain for one and a half years. And I spiraled down to this into this pit. And at rock bottom, I found online on YouTube, Tony Robbins and Les Brown. And that was the first time in my life where I heard about mindset shifts and I, I learned about the mind. And then I recognized that I had created this world in which I was suffering so much. And after listening to these two men, I felt like there was a greater degree of freedom that started to form in my mind. And at that point, I decided I will never, ever again work for somebody else. And so I decided that the next stage in my life will be entrepreneurship. And so then, you know, I studied and I went to New York. And then in New York, I co-founded a custom shoe brand called All and Sundry. We made uh, handmade custom shoes in Italy. We had a 3D, uh, we had a website with a 3D tool where you could design your own shoe, you know, leather colors, leather types, monograms, you name it. We had a showroom on, uh, on uh, 23rd Street in Manhattan where people would come and get measured. We did campaigns with like NFL champions, the Sony's, the blacklist, celebrity clients, you name it. And, and it was an amazing experience. Experience. It was all bootstrapped. And then in 2019, we sold the brand. And that was the kickoff for me to be, to first and foremost, understand what it is like to be an entrepreneur without any money backing you up because I had to hustle. I had to hustle. And that was the, yeah, that was the kickoff. So you, what year was it when you got accepted to the, the school and then everything started to change for you? What year was that? So that was 2000 and I have to go back 2000 and I think it was in 2010, 2010 when the whole journey started. And then when, and then I went and stayed with it for two years. And then I went on, I left and I went to Berlin to study a business, a management, a fashion management. And then in 2015, I left Germany for good. And I, and I started, you know, I moved to New York. So in 2015, that's when you made the decision, you're never going to work for another person again. Is that, is that right? That was 2012. I was like, I'm never going to work for another person, but I had no freaking clue where to start. So I was like, I, I got to do something because my parents were, 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 you know, just behind my back all the time. My mom is specifically like, what are you going to do with your life now? You threw away this opportunity. So, okay, I want to study something. And then as I studied, I started becoming more entrepreneurial and, and doing these ventures. And that's when I uh, do while I was studying already, then I co-founded the company with my partner. So 2012, you make the decision. 2015, mm -hmm. you moved to New York, you, the company's gone to, to make shoes. Um, and then you sold the brand in 2019. Yes. And since 2019. And so the, since then, you've been this, uh, this mindset mastery coach. And, and, and uh, so why did you make a transition from you heard you heard Tony Robbins and Les Brown talking about mindset and, and it changed your mindset forever. Hey, I'm not ever going to work for another person again. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. But yeah. it took you a long time before you turned that into a passion of helping other people do the same thing. How did that transition happen out of entrepreneurship into coaching? Yeah. So when I saw Tony Robbins 
I fell in love with the, what this man was doing and how he was changing lives. And I was like, this is the most incredible experience I've had ever, ever. And it was so freeing. And it was a, it was a full on body experience where I was like, this is what you are supposed to be doing. It's like God said to me, Mario, here's your life. And I knew it so, it was so real to me. And at the same time, then the self-doubt came back in my mind and said, who are you to even think that you can do something like this? You don't even speak fluently English. You're a German. German is your first language. Italian is your second. English is your third. Like, who are you kidding? So I was super insecure around that. I knew, and I knew that I had to get to the U.S., which is why then later on when New York came up as an opportunity, I said, that's my ticket. That's my ticket. I got to do anything possible to go to New York. So when I came to New York and I met my business partner as a, as a student still, I told them, dude, I want to do this with you. But just keep in mind, the real reason why I'm here is to become a coach and a speaker one day. I don't know when, I don't know how, but I know one day this will be my life. And he said, I'm okay with that. As long as you show up here and you go all the way with me, uh, you know, that's fine. And so that's why then at some point I said, you know, I'm out of here. Like I can no longer do this. My, my calling is calling. It's so loud. It's screaming at me. I got to jump, make the jump. And I did. So your partner is pretty, pretty instrumental in, in uh, helping you yes. do this. It sounds like, is he still part of your life today in terms of you guys are friends a talk or, or yes. What? Yes. He's, he's a dear brother. Uh, we did this thing together, incredible journey. He, I supported him. He supported me and he's a, he always, he always was, it was more important to him that I would one day live my true calling than us making this business a real success. And that to me was so important that I said to you, dude, I will throw my whole heart and, and, and soul at this and give you my absolute best until the day where I can no longer do it. And he's like, let's do it. And it worked out. So when you started, started the shoe company, what, what was the impetus of, of a shoe company? That's kind of an interesting thing. Did you, did you have a connection in the shoe business or shoe world? Why, why shoes? So when I came to New York for the first time as a student, I had to find an internship and I had already uh, done an internship at a, at a luxury uh, consulting agency in, in Berlin. And I worked together with the founder and the founder made me a partner because I worked so well with him because I was really good at what I was doing. So he said, dude, I want to bring you on as a partner. And then, you know, I went to New York and I said to myself, if I did it once, I could do it again, right? I got to find a way to stay in New York, but I don't want to work for a freaking company because, you know, remember that time with Lufthansa? Not going to happen again. I'm not going to have a boss. So then I found my part, my then part, my then was just nobody. My, I saw him at a trade show. He had a bunch of shoes there. And I was like, oh, these look really sexy. And I was always, I always loved shoes. I'm Italian, so obviously we have a thing for shoes, you know, the Gucci's, uh, the Prada's, uh, there's a history there. And so I looked at it and he's like, hey, what is this? He said, yeah, it's like a side project, you know, like a hobby kind of thing. Uh, he was working full time and I was like, hmm. I said, are you looking for any interns by any chance? And he said, yes. I said, okay, I'll make you a deal. If you allow me to become your partner and, and co-founder, I will work my ass off. You're not going to have to pay me, but you have to give me that chance that if I prove myself, you're going to take me on board. And he said, deal. And I started with four other students from my university. 
I was the only one that, that made it because I was like all in baby. And yeah. And then he said to me, you know, and then I threw myself at it. And I said, let's make this thing big. Wow. Is that shoe brand still around? I mean, I know you, you sold it. it Did is. you just sell your interest in it or, or what? How'd that work out? We, we sold the whole company. We sold it to another company that does custom brands. Um, that, that they, they're like a custom house. They collect custom uh, fashion brands from all sorts of walks, you know, shirts, ties, uh, socks, you name it. And they brought it all together. So we sold it to them and we exited the company. Nice. Was it the exit that you thought you would get? Uh, no, no, my, my, my thoughts, it was like, oh, I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be set, you know, I'm just going to be, you know, just free to be what I do, what I wanted to do. Uh, it was good, but it wasn't financially the kind of reward that I expected. But to be honest, it was totally fine because the kind of learnings and lessons that I had there were so instrumental to what I can do today. That's why I'm like, even, even if I was, it would have been no money. I'm fine with it. Yeah. It's interesting how entrepreneurs think that that the exit is always going to be this big life changing. (laughs) And the reality is that the percentage of guys that entrepreneurs who get that life changing exit is so small. It's kind of like the percentage of people who make it in the NBA or NFL or some some professional sports. It just or, or people that make it as an artist. They just, yeah. it's, it's, it's not going to happen. We got to figure out better ways to exit our businesses than trying to sell it for financial yeah. independence. Don't you think? Yeah, totally. And then, you know, if you're in it for the money, you're in it for the wrong reasons. And that's also why that was one of the shifts that I made away from, from the shoe business, because one of my reasons was I wanted to become more financially independent. And I recognized at some point that my level of passion started going down. the excitement started going down because I wasn't seeing the financial rewards that I thought that were going to come in. And I I told myself, I don't want to be doing something for the sake of the money. I want to be doing something that I love doing each and every day, which is why I became a coach and speaker. That stuff I can do, you know, even without being paid. And it just so happens that I'm being paid more than ever before. So why do you think why do you think your passion went away for that business? What, what, what was, what, what, what made the change? So in the beginning, it was the excitement of building something that I'd never done before. It was about making new relationships. I mean, I was dealing with celebrities, with NFL uh, Super Bowl champions. I was on trade shows. I was interviewed by big, by podcasts and all, all the fun stuff. So it was all new and exciting. And I think the, the novelty and the excitement was driving my passion. And the fact that for the first time, Mari Lanzarotti, a boy from a small town in Germany, Germany is doing his thing in New York and he gets to tell everybody that he's an entrepreneur and he's doing it. And it's like, yeah, I'm living the life. But that started to wear off because I was killing myself. I was working seven days a week. I was barely taking any time off. I was making just enough money to pay my rent, my, 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 my bills, my food. But I haven't really had a lot of money to save anything or go on trips. And it started to wane down. And at some point I was like, this isn't really worth it. Like I'm, I thought this was going to give me freedom and yet I have less freedom in my life than ever before, which is why I said, you know, something's got to change here. Let's take a quick break to thank our amazing sponsors for making this podcast possible. 
As an entrepreneur, I know that you have to deal with sales on a regular basis. I mean, every entrepreneur does. And if you aren't paying attention to sales as an entrepreneur, you're not going to be an entrepreneur for very long. But I've got a sponsor of this show called Dub that helps you bring the personal back to sales. If you want to figure out how to improve content creation, improve client trust, improve your sales process, decrease the sales cycle, because we all know time kills deals. If you want to increase client bookings and increase conversions, you need to take a look at Dub. There's a special offer for Dub for listeners to the root of all success at therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub. And that's D-U-B-B. I've been using this for years. I'm a huge fan and I'm so honored that they're our primary sponsor of the podcast. They have helped over 60,000 businesses around the world communicate better, to make sales easier, to make sales more personal. Dub is built for growing teams. I mean, you can set up video emails, you can set up custom onboarding, you can do admin reporting, anything you need around video and sales and automation, Dub is there. You can try Dub now. Your conversions to sales are waiting. All you got to do is go to therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub. And there you're going to get two weeks for free to try Dub. Plus, you're going to get 50% off your first two months of Dub. You can't, you can't beat that. So go check it out. Go to therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub. 40 years ago, you weren't in business unless you had your business in the Yellow Pages. You remember those things? <laughs> and 30 years ago, you weren't in business unless you had a door-to-door salesman. 20 years ago, you weren't in business unless you had a website. And today, you're not in business unless you're doing social media content. Am I right? Social media content. Social media content in the form of like micro content, which is 30 to 60 second spots on Instagram reels or TikTok or YouTube shorts. That's the way business is done. As a matter of fact, that may be how you found out about this podcast or me as a business coach. This medium that we're using today to communicate what we do is vitally important. And just recording yourself isn't enough. You've got to do it right. And my friends over at Story do it right. And one of the problems with doing it wrong is that you sit around thinking, well, what the heck am I going to record? What am I going to say? How am I going to say it? Like, I don't, I don't know what to talk about. Well, story takes all of that away from you. Stop wasting time trying to come up with content because story will send you a video prompt on what to record. You can pick the categories you want to record in, whether it's real estate, entrepreneurship, finance, relationship, leadership, life insurance. It could be anything. Don't waste time on that. And by the way, if you're not confident in talking on video or if the video editing portion takes up way too much of your time, Story will edit the videos to perform well on social media. They add the subtitles, the pop-ups, the zoom cuts. They remove all the filler words like uh and um and uh. They remove the awkward pauses. And then they take that video and post it for you. They write the captions. They add the relevant hashtags. And they post it on the platforms that you care about the most. It's exactly what you need to be in business today. And to be successful at it. So if you want to learn how to do social media the way the influencers do, you need to go to therealjasonduncan.com slash story. And that story with two Y's. Why? Because they're awesome. Go to therealjasonduncan.com slash story. That's S-T-O-R-Y-Y for 10% off your first three months to try story out. You're going to thank me later. Thanks for listening to our sponsors. Now back to the show. 
Well, my listeners will know that story very, very well because I talk about that all the time. I mean, that is that is the uh, ironic prison of entrepreneurship, which was my my TED talk, is that we 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 think we're going to get this big payout at the end. We think that we're going to end up. We think that we're going to end up with all of this great freedom and time and, and entrepreneurship for most people is not like that. And figuring out a better way for you, the better way was based on a goal that you had. Your, your goal was, hey, I want to be a coach. I know that I'm going to speak. I know I'm going to get on stage. I know I'm going to do that. So for you, you had a definite purpose, which I know Napoleon Hill talks about and think you grow rich. You've got to have a definite chief aim in life. And because you had that, the exit from your business, even though it wasn't what you wanted, led to a better place for you. But how cool would it have been to be able to keep that business, have money kind of still spinning off of the background and still go be a coach? That would have been kind of cool. So talk about your mindset of having that definite purpose and how that helped you make that transition. Yeah. I mean, what you're talking about is is the exit lifestyle, right? Is to continue having right. a, a stake in it and continue being paid so you can go off doing other things. Uh, absolutely. Right. Um, so... This is a great point when you talk about purpose, like when I hit rock bottom and I was ready to end my life at 21, 22 years old and in so much pain, physically, mentally, and emotionally, I made a promise to myself and I said, I will never, ever come back here again. Never, ever. And it was, it was done with such force and conviction that it ignited something inside of me that that wanted to find a solution a lasting solution to suffering and when i learned about people like tony robinson and les brown i found it and it's like the best way to live a life of freedom fulfillment joy happiness you name it all the all the positive things that people talk about is to serve is to make a difference in other people's lives. And the first time that I then got to experience that someone doing it for me, and then I got to hand it over to other people, because what I did after I quit my career at Lufthansa and I started studying, is I started telling my story of how I got myself out of depression by using mindset shifts by, uh, um, given to me from Tony Robbins and Les Brown. And people came to me, young students and like Mario, what you just shared with me made such a big difference. I saw young students cry in front of me and, and thank me. And, and I was like, this is the most beautiful feeling I've ever experienced in my life. I never want to not have this in my life. So I made it my mission to make a difference, to help people free themselves from the limitations in their mind. And I recognized that the more I was doing of that, the more on a high level I was. That's why today, like, there's almost no end to my energy. Like, it's now 20 to 7. I've had four coaching calls today. I've had six yesterday. And at the end of the day, I'm not crashing like, oh, my God. At the end of the day, I'm like, I'm high. I'm, 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 I'm like, it's my energy is peaking. Like I can always do this stuff. Yes. I always take conscious breaks, up, but because of this internal drive, I will never be stopped. If my business goes bankrupt, it doesn't matter. I will find another way. I will find a way to get back to serve because I'm so convinced by this. Cause it's like, there's nothing better than this. You, you can give me the best diet in the world, the best doctor in the world, you name it. 
This is the thing. When you make your life's purpose to support other people and to serve, you are unstoppable. Look at people like Jesus, Gandhi, Buddha, uh, um, um, Muhammad Ali, uh, you name it. Those people went through incredible odds. Uh, Bob Marley, he was shot and still he got back up on stage. Why? I mean, it must be insane, right? But he still keeps coming up. Why is that? Because these people have a burning desire to make a difference because they, they've been in the gutters and there was somebody that helped them out. They're like, I'm going to pass on the favor. So when you have this, this level of purpose, there's nothing that can stop you. I, I, I resonate with that so well because I feel like that the people in the world who have their definite purpose in life. I know, I know Napoleon Hill says that it's 2% of the people figure that out. And I would agree based on my experience that only 2% of the people figure it out. And when you figure it out and you start a business around that thing, that is the unexitable business. That is the business that you never want to exit. If somebody offered you a billion dollars, why? Because this is, this is yeah. what I am. This is what I do. You'll do it for beans yes. and you'll do it for millions, but, but it doesn't matter. And how, how, what, what a blessing, Mario, to be able to figure that out early in your life. So, so did you, did, did I, did I hear you say in the story that you were contemplating suicide during those years of pain uh, early in your twenties? Is that, is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I was, I was ready. I remember Jason, there was a day where I woke up in my bed I woke up and I couldn't move my legs. My legs were paralyzed. It only lasted for, you know, say a minute or so, but I was so paralyzed with the pain that was going through my body and emotionally. Like I was sitting, I remember sitting in class at Lufthansa with my, I had a slip disc and I could not sit still for more than five seconds. I was constantly moving around and, and therefore I wasn't focused. I was missing all the stuff that I was failing the tests and I, I didn't tell anybody because I thought if they find out, they think I'm the biggest failure in the world. Then I started taking heavy pain meds, which made me almost fall asleep in class because they were so strong to numb the pain. So I was so deep into it that I was like, the only exit that I have here is to actually kill myself. Because if I tell people what's going on, Nobody will like me anymore. And of course, that was all stuff that I was telling myself because when I told people, the opposite happened. But I, I didn't see that. I was so locked in. The only, the only moment that I started sharing was when I started listening to Tony Robbins and Les Brown. That gave me that courage, that hope to say, speak up. Just tell people what's going on. And that changed my life. But I was ready. I was ready to say, not checking out. What, what stopped you from doing that? When I heard Les Brown's story, I bawled my eyes out. Guy who, you know, who never got to know his parents, who was, was um, you know, picked up by Mrs. Uh, what is it, what's her name? Mrs. Maybe, Mamie, Mamie, Mamie Brown. Um, and how he, you know, he slept in his office and how he had failure after failure after failure after failure. And I resonated so deeply with this man. When I heard his story, I was like, I mean... If this guy can do it with these circumstances, come on, Mario, then you can do it. I listened to Tony Robbins' story of how he was, you know, abused by his his father, uh, his fathers, and and his mother beating him and attacking with a with a knife, and him still finding it in his heart to sh spread so much love for the world. And I was like, I mean, if these guys can do it. 
then I can do it. And I have such a good family and people that love and support me. I have this network of safety around me that surely that I can do it. And that's when I said, you know, there's hope. There's that spark. And I went for it. Well, I could say that we're all very glad that you didn't succumb to the the devil in you telling you that it's time to end it and uh, and to, to 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 take the coward's way out and to take a temporary what would be a temporary escape of pain for you, but a pain caused tremendously for lots of people around you. So I'm glad that you didn't do it. And I'm also glad that you found your ultimate calling to go from, you know, someone who wanted to be a pilot to having terrible, uh, terrible health problems, wanting to commit suicide, deciding I'm never going to work for another human, you know, another person again. I'm going to be my own boss, going in the shoe business, and then ultimately getting your your goal of becoming a coach. It's it's quite a success story. So how would you how would you define that term success? Hmm, that's a great that's a great uh, question. I would say. True success, and this came through our conversation today even more so, true success is living in alignment with your individual purpose. Everything else is just, you know, a a financial boost of your ego. It's nice. You know, you get to have some, you have to have a good life. But true success to me is living life in alignment with your individual purpose. I love it. I love that definition. Living a life in alignment with your true individual purpose. So with that as a definition, Mario, do you consider yourself to be a successful person? Oh, 100%. Beyond, beyond my wildest imagination. I mean, this, this, without this experience that I had at Lufthansa, I would have just probably continued living the average life that most people live in. Nothing wrong with it, you know, it's, it's okay. But I, to, be, to be honest with me, it's like, what's the point you know you've been you, we are given this extraordinary in unfathomable gift of life we're we're created by god in and like we we are a miracle on two feet and here we are yeah what do you want to do with your life yeah yeah i'll just get a good job you know with a good salary you know i'll get married you know i'll, I'll get a nice house nice car hello uh, do you recognize who you are and what you've been given and I didn't see that for the most part of my life. I only saw it when I hit absolute rock bottom. That's why I'm so grateful that it happened. It was the biggest blessing in my life that I suffered so much. And yeah, that's why today I'm, I'm, I'm crazy successful according to my, that definition. So what do you think the keys are to your success? I mean, we've talked a lot about your story, but if you had to isolate some keys that other people could maybe recognize in their own life, what would you say those keys are? Yeah. Number one, slow down. We live in a world that is so hyper-paced where it has become so easy to distract and numb yourself. And when you keep going at faster and faster paces, it's impossible for you to even take inventory of what is truly right for you individually. You know, are you going, are you living a life in alignment with what you actually truly desire or are you living the should life? And 99% of the people on earth, I find, are living the should life. They're not truly living. They're not truly living. They're even entrepreneurs. Most of them are not truly doing what they set out to do. They chase the money. They chase the status. They chase the fame. But they're not really in here. So the step number one is slow down. 
Take some time for yourself. Go away by yourself. You know, go into nature. Book yourself a cabin for two days. Doesn't have to be fancy. You know, tell your friends, your family, uh, saying it's like people, guys. I need some time for myself to really check in with myself. That's number one. Number two, today I would always say, get professional support. Get a coach, a mentor, a guide, a counselor, whatever fancy name you want. Even maybe even a therapist. You know, I, I haven't had. The, the kind of experiences with therapists where I can say therapy is the way, but there are other people that have had that. So I don't want to talk it down, but get someone that can reflect you because we are stuck in our own little bubble. We have all these blind spots. We have all these things that we don't know that we don't know, which is most of our life. We're just walking around in a default program. So slow down. Get someone to help you reflect yourself. Ideally, have it be a professional. If you cannot afford professional, get a really honest, straightforward friend. Don't get the ones that are like, oh, it's okay, Jason. You're the best. You know, I like you. So, no, get the ones like, Jason, you're full of shit. You know that you are. And get that one. Right? That's two. Three, really plan out your life. Live a life by design, not by default. This is why I call myself the freedom architect, because I find there is an architecture to freedom. It's not just living in alignment with your purpose. It's also living in a, like building your life consciously, intentionally, your environment. Who are you hanging out with? Right? If you have three friends that are entrepreneurial and that are really doing amazing things, and then you have another two that are like, you know, working at the bar, living an okay life, you know, you know, just every weekend they're getting drunk, you know, nothing wrong with those people, not at all, but that's not really supporting you. That's not really empowering you. So you got to design your circle around you. And that's going to, that's going to be really freaking tough because some of those friends you've had for 20 years. But the conversation is stuck. It's stagnant. They're not evolving. And you're, you're evolving. You're moving forward. And they're staying, staying here. So you need to have some uncomfortable conversations, you know, with yourself and with other people. So live by design, not by default. And I think if you just do those three things, those three things alone, you're going to make monumental quantum leaps forward in your life. You will be unrecognizable just within a year. So slow down, get professional support and plan your life coming straight from the freedom architect, Mario Lanzarotti today on the root of all success. So Mario, if people wanted to know specifically what it is you do as the freedom architect, as a coach, what is it that you do right now for people? Yeah, great question. Thank you for asking. So my expertise today is around helping entrepreneurs make more money in half the time it takes. And precisely in that I do, I, I bring along three key pillars. Number one is mindset, which is a lot of the things that we talked about today, where we uncover what are the sabotaging mechanisms that you have in your life? Because the truth of the matter is what got you to where you are is not going to get you to where you want to be. Because oftentimes mindsets that take, for instance, the mindset of um, creating a lot of success is extremely hard. A lot of entrepreneurs have that mindset. It will get you to a certain place. But at some point, if that's your primary focus, you will not see the mechanisms to go into the exit lifestyle because you will refuse onboarding support. You will refuse onboarding systems and processes because you're like, well, that's how, 
I'm going to make it easier with that. No, no, no. Easier can't be true. Be too good to be true. So I have to go away from that. So you want to find out, and this is what I do, how are you actually limiting yourself without being aware of it? And so I work either with uh, mental and emotional inner barriers and help you move through them to a whole new level of, of confidence, of clarity, of personal power so that you show up powerfully in your relationships and in your business dealings. Number two is leadership. Uh, you, you will know this uh, uh, specifically. So many people, so many entrepreneurs use a quantity stra strategy. They focus on doing more, right? So cold reach out. Okay. And so yeah, I want to make one sale. I got to reach out to 10 people. Oh, okay. It didn't work out. I got to reach out to 20 people, to 30 people. It's like, hold up. Maybe let's look at how are you showing up in the conversations? How are you leading as a person? Look at your network. How are you leveraging as a leader your, your relationships? Like today, you, you will know this because you're, you're part of the Bellwether Alliance, but you can do so much if you nurture your relationships. You nurture one good relationship with, a, with an influential person, that person can open doors for you that might normally take you three years to go, go through. So we look at that. And then finally, we look at your business strategy and we make sure that your business strategy is in alignment with your values. Because so many entrepreneurs are doing things again from a place of, I should be doing this. They, they read a book. They listen to a podcast. Even today, somebody might listen to this podcast. Oh, I should be doing that. Maybe not. Maybe what I'm saying is not for you. Maybe that you're not the type. Or maybe you are. But you want to figure out what's really right for you personally. So you want to create a business and a strategy that it's in alignment with you. I give you an example. I, I invested thousands of dollars a couple of years ago into a coaching program. It was all about getting more leads. The guys told me what you need to do is hire a VA, give her the VA a script and have the VA uh, reach out to as many people as possible. Cold outreach. I did it. The VA reached out. Hey, this is Mario. I saw you like my post. Da, 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 da. Every time the person did it, I had this cringe inside of me. I was like, I hate this stuff. This is not me. I don't, this is wrong. I don't want to do this. Guess what? After four months, not a single lead, nothing, zero. Until I woke up and I said, like, you know what? These guys are crushing it with that strategy, but that's not my strategy. I don't believe in this. I started resenting marketing and lead generation. Obviously, I wasn't making any sales. So, we look at that. We look at how can you create a business in alignment with your true values. And then we also look at how can we move you into your zone of genius. So you can be the quarterback, not the water boy, not the, the commentator, not the coach, not the linebacker. You can be the one that you were supposed to be. That's how I work with people. Love it. I love it. So if they wanted to get in touch with you, your your website is MarioLanzarotti.com. That's Mario, M-A-R-I-O-L-A-N-Z-A-R-O-T-T-I. So for those of you who want to play this back, you can hit that 15-second rewind and hear, hear the spell of the name, <laughs> Mario Lanzarotti. He's on LinkedIn at uh, Lanzarotti Mario. So if you go to the LinkedIn, type LinkedIn.com slash N slash Lanzarotti Mario, you'll find him. And Instagram, he's at Mario.Lanzarotti. So Mario Lanzarotti. So uh, mindset mastery coach, TEDx speaker, and uh, the freedom architect. It's been a pleasure talking with you today. I'm going to give you the last word on our show. So anything you want to say before we go, it's all yours. 
Jason, in the words of uh, one of the men that is closest to my heart still today, Les Brown, it has been a plum-pleasing pleasure to be with you here today. And I will say this for anybody who decides to invest their time in listening to this conversation, reach out to me and I want to hear from you. What is it that resonated the most with you? And what resonated the least with you? Where were you triggered? Where were you like, oh, dude, you're full of crap. Like that, that, no, 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 no. I want to hear both things. So reach out, let me know, because I love having conversations with people that are out there to create freedom and to make an impact and to live an extraordinary life. And with that, I'm complete. Mario, thanks for being on the show today. It's been an honor talking to you. Jason, thank you for having me. Well, there you have it. Another very successful entrepreneur about his journey to success. I, I, I've really come to respect and admire Mario even more after talking to him today on the show, you know, this guy is a kind person. You can see it and hear it in his voice. You can see it in how he interacts with people. And as, as Dan Young, a mutual friend of ours said that that's probably his secret and to be able to get so many views on his Ted talk of, like I said, probably at a million views by the time this airs, but it's uh, it's his kindness and his genuineness and his, his mindset to really desire to help people. I think if it's interesting, if it's, it's interesting to me, and I think it would be interesting to you to go back and really look at what he talked about and what, what we said about the non-exitable business. You know, he's created a lifestyle where he's living in the center of his purpose. He's living in what he calls the zone of genius. And he is very content to do that. And he gets energy from it. And, and what about you? Are you in that place where you've got energy from what you do every day? Or are you dealing with synthetic happiness? We didn't talk about this on the show. And I, actually, I didn't even think about it until after he was already checked out of the show. But but synthetic happiness is what we tell ourselves makes us happy based on our current circumstances. And we don't think we could change. And so a lot of people as entrepreneurs, they go through their life and they're just synthetically happy. It's not true happiness. But if you work with a coach like Mario or, or, or like me or any you know, hundreds of other coaches that are available out there, we can get to that place where we're living in that unexitable business, the one that we never want to exit from that truly makes us happy and gives us joy. Just like Mario talked about in the show today, where he can meet with six people a day and still be on a high and still have energy. I want to remind you that his definition of success was living in alignment with your individual purpose. Are you are you there? Are you living in alignment with your individual purpose? Maybe your business is holding you back. Maybe there's something in your life that's holding. Maybe there's a relationship that you need to to make some significant changes to. Whatever it is, don't stop. It's the beginning of the year. This is actually the first recording of the year for me. This is the beginning of a new year. Make the opportunity, take the opportunity to make your life better this year. Reach out to Mario. He's at MarioLanzarotti.com. He's also on LinkedIn and Instagram. You can look him up and tell him that you heard about him here on The Root of All Success. Until next time, I am the real Jason Duncan and Jesus is King. Thank you for listening to another edition of The Root of All Success with the real Jason Duncan. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, visit therootofallsuccess.com to access the show notes and other helpful resources. Follow Jason on social media at The Real Jason Duncan. Are you an entrepreneur who feels trapped in the weeds of daily operations, not experiencing the freedom you thought you'd have as a business owner? Want to know the way out? Take Jason's free exit readiness assessment to see how close you are to getting ready to experience true freedom and success as an entrepreneur. 
Go to amireadytoexit.com today. That's amireadytoexit.com. See you again next time here on The Root of All Success. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.